Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take TPV radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play store. Like us on Facebook at TPV radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. This is ARB. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Lebrine at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, Music of the Spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturday for Bet with Sister Lorraine Brown with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central. Followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majal's Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. This is Sterling Roberts, and you are listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go.
You're, you're, you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Presents right now on TPV Radio. Thomas Voice presents Let's Go. What is good, radio family? It's your boy, the Thomas Voice, and we are back on the radio with another exciting show. Just for you. And of course, y'all know the Thomas Voice presents, we represent all artists. It is the showcase forum. All artists, independent, labels, entrepreneurs, pastors, that's making a statement for the kingdom of God. And of course, y'all know who I am. I'm the Thomas Voice. I'm excited on today's show because we have. Uh, VI's own in the building, and a lot of people are excited about this young lady and what she is doing here in the uh, CTX or in the Houston area, and we are excited to have her on. So family, of course, strap up your seatbelt. It's time for us to get this party started. The Thomas Voice presents Heart of Martha Effort, Mrs. Marissa Louise in the building, and we're going to start right now. And now, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Impact the lives of those who are facing homelessness through 
true love and selfishness. Hope, hope, who drives and provides those who are facing homelessness with hot meals, toiletries, clothes, and other basic necessities. The nonprofit has solely relied on community assistance, prayers, and donations. Home donations can be sent via PayPal to Heart of Martha at Outlook.com. Donations are tax deductible and are always greatly appreciated. Ladies and gentlemen, the Thomas Voice presents owner and founder of Heart of Martha Effort, Smith Marissa Ruiz. What's good? Are you there, sis? Yes. Hello. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I know you're probably like, what is going on? But that's how we do it with our guests that come on the show. So I know you were like, what in the world? All this introduction? Man, there's so much excitement. Like, I was pumped up for my own organization. (laughs) There you go. But that's what it's all about. We're we're here to help each other. And I, I, I got a correction. You now reside in Florida. So I apologize. Yes. I don't know where I had Houston. I don't know why Houston was on the brain, but I'll figure that out later on. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, I'm allowed at least two bloopers during a live uh, presentation. So, you know, don't, don't charge it to me. Don't charge it to me. But, right, I won't. I won't. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, I, I was, I was um, uh, intrigued by the, the lives that you would give. Uh, on Facebook and things like that, and you know, and my wife introduced me to you and stuff like that, and I'm like, wow, she's really doing some some major major things in Florida, and you know, and being that you're from the same neck of the woods my wife's from, it, it was very easy to understand where the heart comes from because she has that same mentality that you don't have to, you know, you can always eat, you don't ever turn nobody away from a plate. Especially if they're no, hungry, so, not. you know. So I get it. I get it. So, can you give the radio family a little bit of backdrop? Because I know a lot of people know you from from Facebook Live, and you blowing that up like crazy. But just give yeah. those people a little bit. Give people a little bit of backdrop on who you are, and you know what was the what was the importance of you building this nonprofit organization in where you reside. You have the floor. All right. Well, again, um, good evening. I'm actually very honored that you invited me onto uh, the radio station to speak a little bit about Heart of Martha and why, you know, I started it, kind of the backstory behind it. Um, My name is Marissa Ruiz. I was born and raised on the island of St. Croix, USBI. Um, And before I continue, you can hear me all right, correct? Oh, Oh, yeah. We hear you loud and clear. Okay, perfect. So um, I started the nonprofit. So it's, the name of it is Heart of Martha Effort, which the, the that acronym spells out home. Um, I was born and raised in the islands, and homelessness was an issue down there, you know. And now there are organizations that um, 
you know, help to take care of the homeless population. But it was just very heartbreaking just to see, um, you know, them on the streets, not knowing where they were going to get their meals from. And I was very young when I was, you know, I left the Virgin Islands when I was 18. So there wasn't too much that I could do. You know, I wasn't in a, a position to, you know, give money or anything to them when I did see them. But I always made sure that when I, you know, would walk by a homeless person, I would always ask them for their name so that I could pray for them. Yeah. And um, the heart of Martha, the name came from uh, my late aunt. She's my mom's twin, so she was like a mom to me. Yeah. She had a heart of gold. Like she, you know how people say that, oh, you know, this person would give the shirt off of their back mm-hmm. for someone. She literally, if she had shoes and you needed shoes, she would give you her shoes because she knew that she could, you know, she had another pair at home. If somebody showed a need for something, she, she catered to that need. She made sure that that need was met, you know, and she was really a role model to me. She passed away in 2013, um, but a lot of my childhood life, like I, I was around her. And she helped raise me, you know. So I got that nurturing spirit, you know, from her, I think. Um, just because I grew up around her and I saw what she was about, you know. And she was the definition of love to me. Like, she was Jesus with skin on to me, you know. Because she raised oh, me wow. up in the church. And and um, really, she was a big inspiration for me. So as long as I've known, I've had a heart for homeless people. And I wanted to do something on a bigger scale, you know, because there are homeless shelters that, you know, you could get a meal at and that you could sleep at. But in my particular um, area, there's not a homeless shelter nearby. The two nearest homeless shelters are one is 20 miles south and the other is 20 miles north. And when you're homeless, like, how do you travel that far? You know, where do you get money to, to catch a bus? And you're not walking 20 miles, you know. Especially, yeah. you know, walking 20 miles without food, you know, you could pass out on the road or something. So exactly. it's a lot more difficult than a lot of people that a lot of people think, you know, it's like, oh, you know, then just travel to the nearest homeless shelter. It's not that easy. They also don't know when you're homeless. It is it's a dog dog world for them. Like it's every man for themselves because mm-hmm. you don't know what to expect from people. Everyone is in survival mode, you know, exactly. so. You know, to say I'm going to go 20 miles north or 20 miles south to go to a homeless shelter and not know who I'm around, not, you know, knowing who I'm going to be around, that's difficult for them because they have trust issues and rightfully so, you know. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, not to get off, um, you know, track, I started the nonprofit because I wanted to do something on a bigger scale or on a big scale and I wanted to do it. I felt like my heart was in the right place. I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it with love and with selflessness. You know, I wanted to show them that there are people who who genuinely care about them and they don't want to start, you know, an organization just, you know, for any sort of recognition because it's definitely not for recognition that I started this nonprofit. I I started to show the homeless population in my area that they are loved, that people care for them, that people want to help them. You know, and while we're very new and we don't get to help them every single day, I always make sure that when I drive by them, even if I don't have anything for them at the time, that I just stop, you know, and interact with them. Because that's important, too. You know, I don't want to just show up, you know, when I have, 
you know, something for them and, you know, hey, it's me again. I have the same thing that I had for you last month, you know, not that type of way. I just, I really want to interact with them because that's important for their mental health too, you know, to make sure that they, you know, just have normal interaction with people who are not going through the same things that they're going through because, you know, I could offer them a little bit of hope, you know, I could remind them that things are going to be okay. I could offer them prayer, you know, um, things of that nature. So that's, that's kind of why I started, just because I, I felt like my heart was in the right place. I prayed about the decision for a while. Um, a friend of mine helped me, you know, begin the nonprofit with her business. And um, and, and here we are today, you know. I, I, I didn't think that it would be possible because the fees were, were you know, sort of hefty. But again, you know, it's something that I really, really wanted. So I baked thousands of cookies just to raise money to be, wow. and when I say thousands I really mean thousands of cookies just to be able to raise money to um, pay the fees to start the nonprofit. so wow. it was a lot of work it was not easy it was a lot of emotional turmoil but it was now looking you know now that I'm able to go online and just look up my my business, you know, in Florida, division of corporations, like, like we're official, baby. Like, wow, like we did that, yeah. you know, that determination yeah. and that hard work really paid off. And I think that's the awesome part when you're building something and you know you have a passion to, to help at least put a dent in it because – the homeless population has increased. Also in this area, we have a serious problem with homelessness because they, they just actually closed the homeless shelter here uh, in the CTX. So it's hard for a lot of homeless men and women to find shelter. Uh, a lot of the mm-hmm. soup kitchens and things that they have, they're closing up because of the shortage of food and all this stuff. It seems like the, the it's like just as bad as the pandemic it's just getting worse and worse but see what makes it so awesome to keep you motivated is the fact that you know god told you to do it and when god tells you to do a thing he's gonna he's gonna provide for you and open up doors that that no, no man can shut so regardless of how hard you might have to grind physically god's always behind the scenes as you're laboring with love, God's always opening up a door for you. So either finances come in, you were short on some product, there's some things that you still are lacking, and the next thing you know, you get a phone call, and boom, you're supplied. See, that's how our God works, especially when you are a servant. And see, what you do, a lot of people don't have the the calling for. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that all, oh, all all Christian people are bad because they don't serve the homeless. That's not what I'm saying. You have a gift, and people that are gifted to do it, to be able to go to people that are hurting, and you can gain their trust. And what really impacted me uh, was the fact that the last live you gave, and you were so emotional in the fact that you lost a very close, uh, uh, lost a couple. Well, uh, the, the late, I believe, was the the wife of the couple. Yeah. And that was, and that touched me. And how you said boldly that we we did we did we got donations, we did this and we did that, and we were so excited to give this lady an actual chair where she can move around. And then the next thing I know, 
she was gone. I didn't see her. And then, then I find out she was gone. Now, when you have a connection with people, that's really a true calling. Because I didn't I don't know anybody that does the ministry that you do that literally just bawled, and I'm not trying to be funny, but you bawled for them because you felt the pain. And I how did. Yeah. Can just tell us a little bit of backdrop of that. Uh, I don't want to try to get you emotional again, but uh, no, just no, get that's okay because I actually wanted to talk about them too because they, I actually, speaking of, I literally less than an hour ago got off the phone with the funeral home um, wow. that she's at because her family has not come forward, and I was thinking to myself, and I was like, God, like. I'm like, please talk to me, God. Like, am I too vested in this? Or, you know, is it just that heavy on my heart that I think she deserves a proper burial? So I'll get to that. Exactly. Um, but they're, they're Mo and Gigi. And when I tell you, like, they are near and dear to my heart. So when I first, before I even started the nonprofit, um, I had, you know, just, expressed my interest of starting the nonprofit to my friends on Facebook. And before we had even like became an official organization, people were sending donations. And with those donations, I went to Sam's club and I got a ton of like healthy snacks and water and Gatorade. And I put them all in these little like white gift bags and I loaded up as many as I could in my car. And um, I actually uh, took off my first half of my work day just to go hand them out and they were the first couple that I interacted with and I just remember her saying uh, wow this is very nice of you you know and she said I just remember Gigi saying um, wow you're very pretty I don't know why that you know like she just made me feel so beautiful that morning I just remember like I always thought that a person's attitude could make them so much more beautiful. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that I'm ugly or anything, but I'm like, maybe it was, you know, my gesture that just made me so pretty to her. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I just remember that. I just remember speaking with her and Mo. And um, I just remember my first interact. Like, they were the first homeless people that I interacted with in Tarpon Springs. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they just they just stuck with me for some reason. So nevertheless, you know, time passed and I kept, you know, passing around my little bags and I would keep looking for them just to check in and see what they needed. And um and I would just, you know, speak with them often. I always looked for them and you know, anytime we had a drive coming up, I would let them know that we had you know, the upcoming drive and, you know, I would ask them, where can we find you? Cause I always wanted to make sure I wanted to make sure I got as many people, you know, as possible. But those two in particular, I was like, I have to make sure that Mo and Gigi get their stuff, you know? And um, especially maybe because it's because she had a special need because she couldn't walk. Um, honestly, I don't think it's that. It just, the two of them just stuck with me, honestly. I can't tell you why, because I don't know. Um yeah. But, 
sorry, I'm like, I'm just like thinking of them. So now, yeah. Mo, I still don't know. I, I can't, I still can't locate him. I'm trying to find out his last name so I can call around um, to hospitals to figure out where he's at to see if they would allow me to send him a card so that, you know, he knows that we're thinking of him because uh, he's currently battling cancer, but cancer has wow. never been too big for God. So I have faith exactly. that God can, you know, heal him of that. But um, Gigi, I always used to, anyway, I always used to, to, to look for them. Um, and I would always see if they, you know, had a need. And they never would ask for anything unless, you know, we said, hey, is there something that you need? And it was never anything big. You know, it was, you know, oh, I don't, we don't have a blanket tonight. Or she said, you know, I know this is personal, but, you know, they would, these are just things that homeless people need. It's, I'm going to be very real. Like they always yeah, yeah. need things like underwear and stuff. And they were transparent with those needs because those aren't needs that normally that, you know, even me before when I started this, it's not something I thought of, you know, they had to make that need known because those are things that we take for granted, believe it or not, because we have access to those things 24 seven. They do not. And when they do get access to it, where do they wash their clothes? Where do they shower? So they constantly need new, you know, underwear because they don't have anywhere to wash. They don't have anywhere to, you know, shower often. So, you know, just needs like that that they need no, they made known. And um, and they were very reasonable needs, in my opinion. But they never asked for anything unless, you know, we, we offered them. I remember one day um, we found them sitting behind a building. And they said, oh, you know, the police just keep, you know, chasing us from place to place. And we're just looking for a place to rest. And, you know, I said, you know, well, what can we do to make your day better? Can we, you know, get you food or something? And Mo said, well, I'm kind of hungry. What about you, Gigi? And Gigi said, no, a guy gave me a sandwich earlier. I don't want to, you know, I don't want you to get me something and and it goes to waste. And I said, oh, you could save it. He said, no, I still have leftovers from what the guy gave me. So, it's okay, you know, like she was very humble and sweet that way. She was very honest because she could have just taken it, you know, but she was honest because she said, I don't want you to waste your money because this guy gave, you know, gave me food and I still have leftovers and I don't want your food to go bad, you know, so she was very honest that way, Um, but our last drive, you know, we went driving around and we drove and we drove and we we were looking for them and we couldn't find them and you know, one week passed, two weeks passed, and the third week, I'm, you know, I'm getting worried at this point because I'm not seeing them, and they're normally always in the same place. Um, and come to find out, you know, I had asked, you know, another, you know, set of homeless people that they're normally around. I said, hey, have you guys seen Gigi and Mo? Because I have something for Gigi, and I can't find her. And the guy came from my car, he's like, you know, I hate to tell you this, but Gigi passed away a week ago, and I lost it. I felt like I had lost a family member. Like, I can honestly say that I loved them and I cared for them so much. Like, they became family to me because the joy that just lit up their face when they saw my car. And she Mm -hmm. would tell me, she said, we would get so happy when we see your car. And she said, even when we see a car that looks like yours, you know, we, we think about, you know, we get happy. Um, but I remember the last time she told me that they were at a, like, an abandoned car wash. And Mo said to me, he said, Marissa, can I hold your hand real quick? And I said, sure, you know. 
Um, and he, he said a prayer for me and he said, you know, I hope that God blesses you for, you know, how you're blessing people. And they wow. were just genuinely such a sweet couple. Okay. Like, and then Mo, when we, um, the first time that we had met them and I had asked them, you know, what they had needed, Gigi had jokingly said, he wants his guitar back because he doesn't have his guitar anymore. And Mo was uh-huh. like, no, no, I don't, you know, as a joke, she was saying that, but that was heavy on my heart. So I went, you know, looking on Facebook Marketplace and I found a guitar for $50. And, you know, I went on Facebook and people donated to that cause and we got him a guitar. And I actually have a video on Facebook, not showing his face because I didn't want, you know, it was very early and I didn't have permission at the time to share any pictures. So I didn't, you know, I didn't like to do that either. I don't want to embarrass anyone or, um, because again, it's not for the recognition, but I have a video of him playing the guitar on the Heart of Martha Effort page. Um, and I remember wow. showing up with the guitar and he was leaping. He, he was jumping and he said, I will never forget you. And it's just things like that that just resonate with me. You know, like I remember almost every moment I spent with them because it was just so special, you know, just just taking the time to, to speak with them. So Gigi is certainly going to be missed. Um, When I called the funeral home today, her family had not yet come forward. And they said that a friend can come forward after four months of the family um, not coming forward. But the friend would have to pay the $1,800 for the cremation. So and that's when I was like, God, like, am I too vested in this? Because I don't have $1,800, but it's just so heavy on my heart that I feel she deserves a proper burial because... You know, which one of us, you know, wants to see one of our family members pass away and, you know, them just be cremated by the county and then their ashes spread in the ocean by some random person and you don't even get to attend that ceremony, you know? It's just heartbreaking, you know? I know I wouldn't want that for any of my family members, so I'm going to pray about it, you know? If it's supposed to be something that I'm supposed to, you know, do in four months, then, like we said, like, God will always provide, you know? But... If it's just something that I need to just step back from and just, you know, acknowledge that um, or just enjoy the, the, the memories that I have of them, then, you know, I will do that. Whatever God wants me to do, I'll be obedient. But I just, they were very near and dear to my heart. And that's what this nonprofit is about. We want to show them genuine love. And I don't mind getting close to them. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to bring them home with me, not to that level, but, and I'm always you know, very careful. Um, but I I just believe that we need to show them genuine love, you know, because they are people too. They're also God's children. And it's just so important for, for us to be kind to them. Exactly. Well, breaking news. Yeah, we just got something fresh off the press. Uh, I wanted to let the family know that our special guest on tonight was the first teenage pilot for the Virgin <laughs> Islands. <laughs> oh my! Well, it, <laughs> well, if you don't know, now you know. So there you go. So if you ever need her to fly you anywhere, she's got her credit. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I, I, I had to say that. that. That was a little fun thing. A uh, fun fact about you that I wanted to uh, share with the family real quick, if you didn't yes. mind. <laughs> now, I was what, 13 years old when I took my first flight. 
Wow. That that's awesome. Like th- 13 and you're behind the cockpit of a plane. I know that was kind of yep. like wow. So it was we, so exciting. I will never forget that. It was on New Year's Day, January 1st, 2007. Never wow. forget that. I flew my for my very first time. Like, I actually flew the plane myself, not fly on a plane. Like, I actually had my first flight lesson. Oh, wow. Wow. That's awesome. That's, <laughs> man, I, I I love being in this. I mean, that's on my bucket list to skydive, but I don't think my wife would allow me to do that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, that's one of my bucket lists, just to jump out of an airplane. I mean, you know, because I always like to fly because, you know, Superman's my, you know, one of my comic book kind of figures. And just to have that yes. sensation of flying, even though you're dropping like 2000 miles an hour, but I mean, it's all good. But anyway, um, I wanted to ask you something uh, a little more um, serious in regards to uh, your ministry. Now, how can TPV radio help? Uh, can we, you know, how can we help you push your movement here in the CTX to Florida? I mean, we can, you know, we don't have a problem uh, making flyers or anything, uh, featuring your business on our website. We don't have a problem doing that. But um, just tell the family a little bit that's listening here in the, in the Central Texas area. How can we help you get so to either where of those you- would be such big help. Um, and we have really been thriving off of social media right now. So every time a post, you know, is is shared, it gets, you know, engagement for the nonprofit and it gives us exposure. And right now we have a fundraiser that we're running on the Heart of Martha Effort page on Facebook. Um, And I want people to know that literally no donation is too small because what the event that we have coming up is a Christmas blessing bag. Um, event and I'm actually honoring Gigi with this event like I named the event after her and I'm doing it in her honor and we're actually getting um, you know special shirts made to to say in loving memory of Gigi you know on the back of them because I have Heart of Martha Effort t-shirts that we sell so that's a way you know if if people want to help they could buy a t-shirt or just give a donation but as far as the blessing bag goes, um, this is a, a little bit different because normally we do food drives, um, but because mm. it's so close to Christmas, we have yeah. very limited, we're going to have very limited help because, of course, people want to be with their families for Christmas, and that's completely understandable. Um, but Christmas is my favorite holiday. Um, mm. And I said, I feel like it's something that I I should sacrifice, <laughs> in a sense. Um, it's a, a good sacrifice that I'm making. Uh, on Christmas Eve by what better way to spend Christmas Eve than to hand out these Christmas blessing bags. Um, So we're going to be including, you know, toiletries and snacks. And although it's Florida, it gets really cold. So we're hoping to hand out um, blankets and socks. But a lot of these things that we're going to be handing out, like the socks, and we want to get, you know, like mugs just so that if they get a hot drink, it could stay hot. A lot of these things are not expensive items. Like the things like the fleece socks, or I'm sorry, like the fuzzy socks, those are things that we could buy at the Dollar Tree. And um, that's why I want people to know that no donation is too small. Like even if someone donates 50 cents, like you think two people donate 50 cents, that's a pair of socks. Like you just got a homeless person, a pair of socks. 
So I never want people to think that, oh, I need to donate 20 and 30 and 40. No, it's it's never that. No donation is ever too small, and they're all tax deductible because we're a we're a non um, we're a tax deductible um, organization or tax exempt. I'm sorry, organization. Um, the event that we have coming up, and that's that's a way that you know you can help. You can just simply, if you can't donate, that's okay. You can share the post, you know, on Facebook so that people. Um, could see what we're fundraising for people could see what we're about and it gets the nonprofit, you know exposure you know just for exactly that for people to see what we're about and what we're doing in the community awesome awesome uh-oh fresh off the press okay thank oh you my. very much there we go thank you very much um just this just in um we we, we we just found out that you, you have a page uh, which is entitled How Long Until My uh, Kitchen Burns Down. <laughs> it's How Long Until My Kitchen Catches Fire. If you want a good joke, you can go to that page and watch me recreate cakes. And in my personal very humble opinion they are masterpieces but I know people that won't pay six cents for them but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) oh man because that's because originally that's how I got to know who you were besides the the other side I'm like who is this lady wearing these funny different color sweaters and 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 talking about Christmas in in July and and making all these cakes I said she she needs to be on um nailed it I'm just saying but I mean yeah so I mean you know and she's and then she's on there like nailed it I'm like um no she didn't (laughs) no she didn't but it's fun but I ha- I have someone very special that wants to talk to you, and I'm going to put her on the line right now. Uh, All right. Are you there, caller? Yes, yes. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. It's me. <laughs> um, family and friends, um, it's Shani. And I, I want to do something for, for Heart of Martha, family and friends. So if you're listening, I'm going to get with you later so we could go over it more. But because you have that page, how long until my kitchen catches a fire? What I want to do, family and friends, for her is that, and everything that we're going to do for this, it's going to go toward her organization, family and friends. So what we're going to do is, um, what I would like to do is, if she don't mind, we're going to have you guys send in pictures of your worst cake. And with the picture, you have to make at least a $2 donation to Heart of, Heart of Martha Ooh. to be entered into the competition. So once you make the donation, she would let me know that you make the donation. You also have to send in a, either a picture or a short video of the cake or you making the cake to us here on TPV. Together, we're going to choose a winner and you're going to get a prize. So we're only going to choose one cake, but that one cake is going to work some money. So we're going to get together with her and find out how much this cake is going to work. But you have to to enter, to enter family and friends. 
you have to make at least a $2 donation to enter. You can make more if you want, but you, it has to be at least $2 of um, donation to the Heart of Martha. So I'm going to get with you later, and we're going to go over the details on this so we could put it on both pages. Uh, we're yes, gonna get this going. I love it. We're going to get this going. So you they have Thank to make you. a donation to enter, enter. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what I do. So, family and friends, there you have it. How long until the kitchen catches a fire is going to have their first cake competition? I love it. We're going to have our first cake competition, and our proceedings go to the heart of Martha. We're going to get Gigi Berry, family and friends. We're going to help her out and get Gigi Berry. Like you said, everyone deserves the perfect resting spot. And we're going to give that to Gigi. I love it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And that's the end of it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I'll get with you after after the show, after your interview. All right. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. See, that's what we do here at TPV Radio. Now, um, I know for it. You know, we we do creative stuff. You know, we're not your normal Christian radio station. You know, we we do stuff that will make an impact, and that is a very exciting idea. So, family, look for it because you know how we do. We get we get videos and promos out quick, 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 so you guys can get the momentum. So, Florida and Central Texas, we gonna combine and make this thing happen. I'm excited, but. We're going to continue our interview so you can get to know a little bit more about the Heart of Martha effort in Florida. Now, how, like, usually when you're doing anything, you get to a hurdle. And usually hurdles can be either a personal thing or it could be um, something that maybe God put in the middle of it. Can you tell the family a little bit of backdrop in regards to when you faced a hurdle, how did you overcome it, and what was your favorite Bible verse to get you through it? Your thoughts. So, wow, so many hurdles that we have encountered, to be honest, but a lot of it, you know, sometimes um, my worry supersedes my faith and that should not be um so a lot of it like after I worry I have to get my thoughts together you know um and it really just takes a lot of faith and a lot of prayer to get over these hurdles but also you know um I also reach out to, to friends on Facebook like if we're ever um going through like a financial hurdle where we're trying to meet a goal and we're just not meeting that goal. Like I get really personal on Facebook. And when I say really personal, like I just make the need known and I let people know why it's so important to me and why it's so important, you know, to the people that, you know, we're trying to impact. Um, and that normally helps, but a lot of it is, it's honestly prayer. Um, 
and it's a lot of faith that I need, you know, because my worry should never supersede my faith. And that's something that I am personally um, working on. But um, my favorite Bible verse that, would, that you know, gets me through would have to be, uh, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. And it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Yes, so that, and that's Matthew seventeen twenty. Yes, mm-hmm. Matthew seventeen twenty. So that that's the Bible verse that helps me get through um, because it, man, this I cannot tell you how much faith I have had to exercise starting this organization because not everything you know goes your way. And yes. another short story I remember, um, and another thing that this has taught me is to not you know put my faith in man, but to put my faith in God because. It's- I remember when we had applied for tax exemption uh, through the IRS. And we all know, we all know how the IRS Ooh. works, okay? Yeah. They take this sweet time, but I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic and they too are, are loaded with work, so I get it. But you say it could take a really long time to get a response from the IRS. So I remember, you know, submitting the application to the IRS and I did it all on my own. And, you know, people, you know, had told me, you know, you might need to get help from an attorney. You might need to this. I'm like, no, I'm going to try it on my own because sometimes I'm stubborn. But um, I had applied for the tax exemption and they had said, you know, oh, check back in 30 days. 30 days passed. I hadn't heard anything. So I called back on the 30th day because I'm like, I want an answer. I want to know what's going on. Uh, So I got a hold of someone and they say, oh, um, now you have to wait 90 days for your case to actually be assigned to someone. Uh, oh. So I was like, oh man, I have to wait three more months for it to be just assigned to someone, you know. And that doesn't even mean that we're going to, you know, get the approval right away. And I remember, and I'm not saying anything was wrong with what she said, but I remember a friend had, you know, told me, oh, you know, I work a lot with the tax exemption, you know, stuff in the organization that I work in. And I just want to let you know, like, don't feel bad if you don't get approved the first time around because it's really, really hard to get tax exemption, you know, especially when you're dealing with the IRS. And sometimes you may have to, you know, seek professional help or, you know, have someone review the application. And the day that, and I get informed mail, which is, you know, if you don't know what informed mail is, you can sign up on the post office website where the morning of, you know, the morning that you're going to receive mail, you get an email and it shows you a picture of the, the letters you're going to get that day. And uh, sometimes I'm like, why did I even do this? Because now I have anxiety waiting for this letter <laughs> that I know is going to come. And that day, man, the mail took forever to yeah. reach. It seemed like, like <laughs> our mail normally gets here at 11. And God was like, no, I'm going to teach you a lesson because you need to learn to be patient. Mm-hmm. And now our mail didn't come like until 4 o'clock. But I, I just saw that a letter, you know, addressed the heart of Martha from the IRS was in the mail that day. And I was so worried. And I, I just stopped like in the middle of my worry. And I said, you know what, God, I will thank you and I will continue to praise you, even if it is a denial letter. Because, yeah. you know, it's. This is, I'm not driving this bus, God. Like, this is all you, okay? So, if we're not supposed to have it right now, we're not going to have it right now, you know. 
and we'll just move forward. Like I'm still gonna, you know, be thankful, you know, for what you have, you know, provided for us thus far. And I just remember opening that letter and crying my eyes out because all I saw was we are pleased to inform you. I didn't even read the rest of the letter <laughs> until like an hour later. All I saw was we are pleased to inform you and I was just crying. It was tears of joy, but oh my god, I couldn't believe it, you know, that I was I've had put my faith in so much, you know, people saying, Oh, you know, it might not get approved the first time and it's okay, you know. And I'm like, you know, preparing myself to have to, you know, seek help. But you know what they say, like, when God say yes, like, it's a wrap. It don't matter what anybody else says. Like, when God say yes, it's a yes. So, um, that's, you know, one of the, that's another hurdle that we went through was waiting for tax exemption. But I also didn't even have to wait the full 90 days. I believe it was like three weeks after I had followed up that we had gotten that notice. Mm, Wow. See, so but that's that is awesome. good. <laughs> but that's the awesome part. See, what what we have to realize is that when we're doing something that's bigger than us, we want to. Uh, this is the human condition, and th- and all of us have the these you know issues. You're not the only one, especially when your heart uh, is is sold out on the fact that you know what God called you to do, and you want to do whatever it takes in the natural to get it done but when you when you're doing anything that involves being a servant to the people it's always a roadblock because the word the the world that we live in is very anti-god yeah and the, the fact of the matter is that when you're doing anything for god of course you're gonna have satan put his two cents in the middle of so in yep, the middle of the, <laughs> of the process of it is the fact that God wants you to trust him, even if it doesn't look like it's supposed to. And mm-hmm. the awesome part about doing something that's bigger than you is the fact that you know that God has done it because it keeps you humble, one, and two, you know God's got your back. Now, of course... Our human emotions are always going to take take part in waiting for anything big. That's just how it is. But as we grow and as your ministry matures, as you continue to mature in your faith, the anxiety and worry and faith, anything you apply for, you're just going to be like, here you go, fill out the application, it's in the mail, I'm not even worrying about it. And then yep. you got mail piled up in your mailbox and you're just going through it oh wow i applied for that three months ago well praise god see that's the stuff but see that's what god does man because it's like he 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 works on his timing and see we forget that you know we forget that god's not a microwave god he's not going to press two minutes and it's going to boom happen he always does it to test us the longer it takes for certain things, it's a test for us. So I just want to be encouraging to you because this is this when you do anything for God, including us over here, when you do anything for God, it takes great faith to do great things. Uh oh. I'm not gonna That's preach. For I, sure. I, 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 pro- I promise yeah. myself I wasn't gonna do it. It takes great faith to do great things things and we have to understand and even as you said 
that all you need is faith of a mustard seed. That's the only requirement that God asks for. See, people are not catching this. See, a mustard seed, if you don't know what it is, it's very, very small. Now, can you imagine if your mustard seed faith grows into a watermelon seed faith? My goodness. See? And then your watermelon seed faith grows into a peach seed? See, this is what God does. See, when he does anything for us, it requires us to grow. Now, when we have tests that requires patience, that's exactly what it is, a test. And when we pass them, we receive the next level of faith. We get an upgrade in our faith. We get that water, so when we attack anything, it's going to happen. Just like what, what, what my wife just shared with you as far as TPV going at it with you to make sure that Miss Gigi gets the proper burial she needs. We meant that. So we're going to give it to God, pray he gives us the opening that he needs, and it's going to get done. I'm not going to stress about it. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to do what it takes in an honor for us as both organizations to get this done to help this a young woman get the proper burial she needs. That's exactly what it's about. Doing things that you know is impossible, but God's got your back. But anyway, I said I wasn't going to preach. So I'm a big choir. I'm going to pump the brakes just a little bit. So so could you please, can you please give the a family all of your social media handles and how they can contact you or so to this awesome ministry? You have the floor. Yeah. And we're going to take our first break, and then we're going to have some fun on the second half. So go at it. You got it. All right. So, and then I will actually comment this under um, the the post that's kind of advertising, um, you know, this interview. But if you are listening right now and you're able to type it in on Facebook right now, um, the home Facebook handle is, uh, if you type in Heart of Martha Effort, Inc. on Facebook, that should get you. Uh, straight to the page, but the actual, the handle is Home Inc. 727. Um, that doesn't pull it up all the time, the Home Inc. 727. So that's why I like to give people the full Heart of Martha Effort Inc. Um, and the logo, it's a yellow logo of a house with a heart in the middle. Uh, just so you know that you found the right page. Uh, the cover photo is a picture that says no one has ever become poor by giving. So the Heart of Martha page is no one has, oh, sorry, Heart of Martha effort. And it's a yellow logo with a house with a heart in the center of it. And then my lovely cake disaster page is how long until my kitchen catches fire. I know it's a long one, but it's even easier to find <laughs> since it's so long. Um, it's how long until my kitchen catches fire. And then um, you can find the email on the Heart of Martha Effort page, but it's a pretty simple email. Um, if you need to get in contact with me, it's heartofmartha at outlook.com. So that's heartofmartha at outlook.com is the Heart of Martha email. Awesome, awesome. And uh, so they can donate to those particular um, websites or, or uh, Facebook pages? So on the heart of Martha, um, right now, Facebook, we're in the process of 
of being becoming an approved nonprofit with Facebook awesome. so that we can have a donate button added uh, to our page. So in the meantime, Facebook has allowed us to do a fundraiser, and the fundraiser information is on the Heart of Martha Effort page. That's awesome, awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick break, take some, get some water, tell more of the family that you are live on the air. We are live with the founder and CEO of Heart of Martha Effort, Miss Marissa Luis. Ruiz, excuse me. See, I was practicing that too. And I'll say, uh, babe, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get my Spanish right, you know. But you know, I, I'm still working on that. So you know, it is, but but I think I'm doing a good job so far. So yeah. So all right. <laughs> so we gonna we gonna catch a water break. Try to get y'all to tune in to the second half of the interview. We're not gonna be long, but. Please tune in. Tell your family. Tell Pookie. Tell JJ. Tell uh, Luis. <laughs> tell Jorge. Tell all of them that we got Heart of Martha effort on, in the building, and we're talking about some fun stuff, and we're not grilling her too bad. She going to be, by the time she gets off this phone, she going to be like, man, my head's spinning. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are listening to the Simon's Voice Presents. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back after this. Don't you dare move a muscle. It is, it is, it is now time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the psalmist voice. Uh, this is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet. Are you ready, ready, ready to walk? Let's go. go. Question is, when you're standing at a crossroads, what do you do? When a fork is in the road, what do you do? When the world is on your shoulders, what do you do? When your back is up against the wall, what do you do?
at Javina Distributing, we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website, www.allsportsheadgear.com and type in promo code SIRON2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. You're, you're, you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Presents right now on TPV Radio. We are, we are back. Psalmist Voice in the building with my special guest, Marissa Ruiz of Heart of Martha Effort in Florida. What's good? Man, we took a break, got some inspiration with music, so we're going to get this party started before you go. So we got some fun questions for you. So can you tell a family uh, something that's true that almost nobody agrees with you on? This is a fun one. You have the floor. Ooh. Let me on a spot. Something that's true. Oh, I have a good one. I have a good one. Something that's true that almost nobody agrees on. Um, yes. So what I'm about to say is what's not true, okay? Okay. okay. That God helps those who help themselves. And the truth is, and that a lot of people don't agree with, is that God helps those who also do not and cannot help themselves. Because Hello. God is such a merciful God. And people believe that, oh, you know, you just have to put all the work in for God to, you know, step in and help. But um, more than likely, the people who have that mindset are people who have not had to deal with hopelessness, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I really um, strongly believe this just because of the people I work with. A lot of the homeless people who I work with are, they're hopeless. They have lost all hope, you know. And um, you have to remind them that, you know, God is still willing to help them, even if they can't help themselves. Because not because, you know, I don't have a six-figure job and a nice car doesn't mean that, you know, God is going to ignore me just because I'm not doing as well as the other guy. So that is one truth that I hold dear to my heart because it is true. And it's nowhere in the Bible. A lot of people say that it's in the Bible, and it's not in the Bible. It's nowhere in the Bible that God only helps those who you know, helps themselves. So God also helps those who, who cannot help help themselves because he is a merciful God, you know, and none of us are his favorites. So, um, and I, and it's, it's a truth that a lot of people don't know because they really do think that, that it's in the Bible and it's, it's not. <laughs> Look for it and I guarantee you, you're not going to find it. There's no one that says in the Bible that God only helps those who help themselves. So um, I feel like that offers hope to the hopeless when you know that um, there is a God out there who is still willing to love on you and, and help you 
even in the midst of a, a period in your life where you feel like you're not good enough or you have no purpose, um, you know, but, but God reminds us that we are good enough and that we do have purpose. So that is one truth that people don't agree with, but I promise you it's true. That's right. That's right. And that's, and that's what people don't understand. See, God works with us in our most hopeless situations. He comes Correct. in at, at the times when we feel that there is no hope. We lost hope. Uh, you know, we've lost everything. I mean, I, I know how that feels. So for me, having a passion to understand that there, this God that we serve is real. Now, a lot of folks might agree with that or might not agree with that statement, but he does because you can't, cause, because you can't see him. Or because you can't, you know, go and, and, and read that he died a century ago. Yeah, he died, but see, the difference between our Savior and their Savior is the fact that ours has risen. And ours Correct. is alive and well, and is connected to all of us through this thing called the Holy Spirit. So we're all connected to God through the Holy Ghost. See, that's what people don't understand. And when you are late, they have this song late in the midnight hour. Well, yeah, you that's usually that's when God talks to you. Yes, he does, because he does work for your favor. But you have to wait and ask. See, two words. You have to wait and ask. And we talked about that earlier, that God will work on his timing. When he sees it, that it's the most dire situation to the point where you're about to close the door, that's when, boom, God does it. See, this is, this is why I get excited when I talk to people that have ministries such as yourself because you're dealing with people that have no hope, people that were thrown away, people that don't have the inspiration to get off the streets or don't even know how to because they've been on the streets for so long and all the programs were drying up and they can't go nowhere. They can't get any assistance anywhere. And then they find organizations like yours is like a breath of fresh air. Like, wow, God, wow. I've been praying for this for the last five yeah. years and boom, we have home in Florida. See, this is what I'm saying. That's what God does. And you're just getting started. You haven't even scratched the surface yet. So just, can you can you give the family a little bit of encouragement? Because I know when you're dealing with uh, people that have no hope, it does as, as a, you know, because you are doing ministry. You are ministering to people. So when it comes to dealing with folks that are helpless and, and don't feel that there's a God, what is a nugget that you can give to uh, any listener out there that can keep them motivated to continue to do the work that God did before he left this earth? Because he never had a problem with going to the hood. He never had a problem going to the homeless and healing them and setting them free. See, that's the type of Jesus I serve. I, I see I, 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 this new Jesus they got going on right now, sis. I, I don't know what that Jesus is, uh -uh. but but the one I know went to the homeless uh, people. He went to the people that weren't all the way there yet. He went to the places where we don't want to go because we got too comfortable 
Uh oh. See, I'm see. Let me stop. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Listen, stop. Okay. no, don't do it. You know, if you gonna stop, I'm gonna continue for you because. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I told myself I was talking about free. this. I was Go. literally talking about this recently, and I yes. I um, made mention. I said. We have to go where people don't want to go because what kind of example are we setting if we're not ministering to the people who need to hear the gospel? And that includes, you know, going to potentially dangerous places or, you know, people that, you know, aren't very liked. And when I say that, it's because recently I found out, and it was on, like, this community page, I found out how many people, like, dislike homeless people, and they're more mm-hmm. concerned about the look that they're giving to the city, which I understand that um, that concern. And you can understand something without agreeing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. that's another reason why I started home, because I wanted to to come up with a solution not because seeing them on the streets was bothering me they literally have nowhere else to go what do you you know what do you want them to do where would you propose they go and you know if you keep saying go to a homeless shelter then they're all going to be completely filled and there's not one in every city um so this you know sometimes it could be dangerous but when when you when you have god on your side right like that mm-hmm. I mean I don't even have to elaborate on that. Like yeah. when when you when you have God on your side, like what else do you need, right? Exactly. And I'm not saying I'm gonna be naive and put myself in dangerous situations, but you know, obviously I pray, you know, when I you know, for for a hedge of protection when I go, you know, to a place if I'm going by myself or I try not to go by myself, but I'm like, you know what, God's got me, you know, and he's gonna, you know, lead me in the right path and um, you know, let me know what I should, you know, should say to to these folks, you know, to to not, you know, aggravate them, or because sometimes some subjects are are very very touchy. So that's, you know, an important part of being a part of this type of organization is that you have to be willing to speak with people who are they're not all going to like you, but you still have to show them love. You know, you still have to show them compassion. You still have to to show them, you know, who God is. And even that doesn't always mean going and preaching the gospel because you could Mm -hmm. preach the gospel with your actions. Exactly. Right? Somebody doesn't have to come up to, especially if I don't believe in God, somebody coming up to me and being like, hey, you need to start reading your Bible and you need to believe in God and be like, who are you and what are you talking about? You know, it's Mm -hmm. through my actions that I'm going to win them over because they're going to want to know, like they're going to want what I have. They're going to want to know, you know, why I'm so happy, why I'm so jovial, why I'm so, you know, passionate about, you know, helping people that that's the, you know, they want to know what is driving that, what's the driving force behind that. Um, So that's why it's important to, even when you get negative responses from them, not to respond back you know, not to add fuel to that fire, um, because you could have you could have potentially won a kingdom to the soul, and you just I mean a soul to the kingdom, and you just lost that soul by being negative to them. You know, so 
um, I always tell people it's so important, even when people are rude, you know, I'm not saying to tolerate disrespect, but you can, you don't have to respond, you know, and if you respond, you don't have to respond negatively. Exactly. So uh, I really quit. I remember I used to work at, at, uh, at a jail, believe it or not. And I remember the pastor, um, he was telling me about a story about another jail um, pastor that he went to visit an, or he went to a, a jail and he was going, you know, speaking to the inmates. And one of the inmates, you know, called him up to the cell and um, he said he has to tell him something. And he told the pastor, get a little closer. Like, I, you know, I want to talk to you. And I, it's a secret or something. He wanted him to get very close. And the pastor got as close as he could to this man's face, like through the, you know, through the door, through the bars there. And the inmate spat in his face. Wow. And that pastor took a step back. And he looked at the inmate and said, son, I just want you to know that Jesus loves you and I love you too. Fast forward 10 years um, and the same, you know, jail minister, the jail chaplain was visiting another jail and he um, ran into a a guy who was serving in the ministry uh, at that particular prison. And um, he asked the jail chaplain, he said, do you remember who I am? And the jail chaplain said, no, I do not. He said, well, 10 years ago, um, I maliciously spat in your face. And when you told me that Jesus loves me and that you love me too, um, I reflected that night and I had to find out who Jesus was. Now, could wow. you imagine? Like, mm-hmm. And, that, and that, that person was serving on the jail ministry, you know, 10 years later. And I said, could you imagine what he you know, where, what would have come up his life if the jail pastor would have responded differently. But instead he said, son, Jesus loves you and I love you too. And it's because he responded the way that God would have responded that, you know, a soul was one. And that story has always resonated with me because it was someone that the chaplain at my jail knew personally. It wasn't just a story he had heard. It was an actual colleague of his. Um, wow. So it was very personal. And and that story always resonated with me. And it always reminded me that, you know, we need to sometimes just, just take a step back um, when, you know, somebody gets rude with us. Cause, and that's something that I struggle with in my life. Like, I'm not going to, to pretend that I am some saint and an angel, you know, because sometimes I, I struggle with not responding. But it's something that, you know, God has on my heart that I'm working on. But that story has always resonated with me because it's like what kind of, even if it's 10 years down the line, like what kind of impact do I make on someone if I respond negatively to them? You know, I don't make a positive change in their life. So mm-hmm. um, that was, yeah, that story always has like stuck with me. Exactly. And, you know, and it's 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 through the rough, that makes us who we are and it and you know i believe you have to have a passion for for ministry because you know again there's a lot of negativity that's surrounding ministry and see one thing about ministries that are small i believe we make the greatest impact and what gets Uh under my skin is the fact that we have ministries and i'm not going to say any names but we have ministries that have the resources and the funds 
to do what we're struggling to do on a month-to-month basis, but yet they only do it when it's November or December, and then that's it. And that really gets under my skin because, okay, well, since you're trying to make a name for yourself, okay, and it's your thing, and, you know, it's it's not about the people. You're just trying to be on the next, the 6 o'clock news. And we have people that have organizations such as you that are in the trenches, that they're getting dirty. We have a, um, a outreach out here that does the same exact thing. They, they're called Blessings on the Block. They do the same thing. They go to the people. They go in the streets. They raise funds to make sure the people that are in the streets are taken care of. And see, the mm-hmm. thing is, the stigma with ministry or pastors or however you want, evangelists, however you want to say it, we want to go down there with our red bottom shoes, our Gucci Gabbana bags, our high dollar shirts and pants. Okay, listen, we getting dirty. This is not a fashion show. We getting dirty. We're going to sit with people. We're going to talk with them. We're going to make them feel that there is a Jesus in 2020. Just saying. Mm-hmm. We've got so uh, ill with the homeless thing. Well, it's because, and, and I blame, and I'm going to say this, and like I said, we, we're the most controversial radio station uh, in Central Texas, and it's all good. But all I'm saying is we have all these ministries that have all this money all these resources and get a tax break at the end of the year, yes. my dad, excuse me for, 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 for saying that a lot of us come out of our pocket and we know what it's like to sow into people's lives because we are sacrificing something for our organizations, for the people to receive the Jesus in 2020. Now, see, they can get a tax write off. They can spend $20,000 and they can write it off. It's good. But when you're small, everything counts. And see, this is what I don't understand why big churches don't want to support organizations like yourself. Because I don't get it. You guys can just have a separate fund just to go straight to Heart of Martha effort. And I know y'all listening to me, so I'm going to say it. Organizations like this young woman is doing is powerful. You guys are sitting in your flush offices in your air-conditioned thrones, I mean um, chambers, and you have the ability to donate to organizations such as Heart of Martha Effort, and you choose not to do it because you don't ha- you're not getting anything out of it. That's what bothers me. So is there something that you can tell the family out there for organizations, uh, 501c3s and churches, can you tell them something that could spark something? Because I don't, I'm not, uh, maybe I can't get through because I'm a little harsh, you know, to say the least, because I'm, <laughs> because I'm excited on what God does. So for me, I'm going to go all, all ham and cheese, like I like to call it. I go in because it doesn't make sense for us to continue to struggle when we have organizations out here that can donate to worthy nonprofit organizations such as yourself. So is there something that you can tell these guys or women out here that have these ministries that only come out 
two day two two days oh no one day out of two months which is November and December versus ministries like you that are going out there at least every once every month at least can you give them some type of encouragement you have Absolutely. the floor so and I'm not saying this like in a in a like to discourage people because really if you have the money and you want to spend it on red bottoms then you know do you but I just want to remind people that while I can't tell them how to spend their money um on judgment day I don't think you're gonna be wearing those Gucci slides and those red bottom shoes okay and um it's hard to say this without sounding harsh but at any given time it could be one of us who goes through a similar situation that puts us either on the street or you know close to being on the street where we're unable to pay bills and um, it could happen at any time even if you have a backup plan like life happens and that's what happened to a lot of these people you know exactly. uh, some of them are, are military veterans and I'm pretty sure we know a lot of military veterans who are doing you know very well and you know thank you for their service uh, but sometimes they, they leave the military they don't get you know the, the, the mental health assistance that they need and it, it could be any one of us or any one of our family members and I just really urge treat them like they're your family members or treat them like you would treat your family members. And if we are, if you're really going to call yourself a Christian, then you can't be a half Christian. You can't listen to what half of the Bible says and not what the next half says, you know, and there's a scripture in Hebrews that encourages us to, um, to show hospitality to strangers uh, because we never know when, we're showing hospitality to an angel. And I really feel that way about Gigi, by the way, but um, yeah, I'll touch on that in yeah, a second. I was, yeah, <laughs> but, I was just about to say that. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> that, that scripture has always stuck with me. I, I heard that scripture for the first time when I was like 12 years old. And it has always stuck with me, like to always entertain a stranger because you never know when you're going to be entertaining an angel. And in the in the Bible, it says don't neglect to show hospitality to strangers, um, but hospitality entertain. You know, you get what I'm going. With. It's not the yeah, same thing, yeah. but it's you know what I'm saying. It's always yeah. good to to show hospitality to strangers because you never know when you're when you're showing hospitality to an angel, and you can't be a Christian and not show love. To, to homeless people and if it's, like you said it's not everybody's calling but to treat them differently than you would treat them you know as somebody who's able to attend church on a Sunday morning with you know dressed dressed in their Sunday best then mm -hmm. you my friend have some searching to do and you probably have some forgiveness to ask God for because there's something wrong like there's nothing there's something wrong in your heart if you could look at a homeless person and feel uncomfortable and uneasy and feel like, you know, they shouldn't be in the church or, you know, you know, they shouldn't be dirtying our streets, so to say, because that's what they, people think that they're an eyesore. That's just what they are to them, an eyesore. And they're not because, wow. like I was talking about Judgment Day, 
That person might be right in front of you in line. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're still, uh, no matter how you feel about them, they are still God's children. They're still created in his image, no matter how you feel about them. And just remember mm-hmm. that you're going to have to answer to God about turning your cheek to them. And I'm not saying every time you see a homeless person, you need to give them money because sometimes, you know, th- there are panhandlers who aren't homeless. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get people's concerns. But if you don't want to give them money, offer them a meal or offer them prayer. If you don't have something physical to offer them, it's okay to just offer them prayer. To just yes. ask for their name and to say, I'm going to pray for you tonight. So mm-hmm. just those two things. Remember that at any given time could change and never to forget that they are also God's children, no matter how you feel about them. And how you feel about them, frankly, does not matter But <laughs> because it matters to God. But yes. your opinion of them, I should say, does not matter. How you feel about them does matter to God, though, because it shows where your heart is at. Because we're supposed to love everybody. Exactly. And, you know, that's something that I've learned because, I mean, I'm from New York, so looking at, well, New Jersey, same thing. But um, I've <laughs> seen I've seen homelessness at a point where everywhere you go, that's what it is. They have, like, streets that is just filled with tents, boxes. Mm-hmm. It's a whole – it's like a block. It's like another city within a city. And – what people don't understand is that, like you just said, we can all, all of us can get in a place like that in just a drop of a dime, especially with everything that's going on with hurricanes and all that stuff. And I continue to pray over you guys over there in Florida, but I, things like that happen. You lose everything. Now we're homeless, but now. All my red bombs are, sm- are, are soaked and damaged. My thousand, my two thousand dollars suits that were tailored, made for me, were mm-hmm. all ruined. So the first thing you're gonna be seeking is an organization like the Heart of Martha effort. We've been there. We've been there. I, my, my, we've been there. We gotta go to the uh, kitchens and 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 to get free boxes so we can. You know, feed the kids. See, we've been there. So we know how it feels to be looked at cross-sided. Oh, you're supposed to be a minister of the gospel. Why are you going into a soup kitchen? Well, I'm human too. And I and my family needs to eat. So I'm not too proud to do that. See, that's the problem. We get so high and mighty. Uh-oh, see. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to get so high and we get so high and mighty in our positions that we, we, we're rather starved than to go to a, a place where they give out free food. Oh, it's expired, so I can't eat it. Well, if you hungry, guess what? You're going to eat it. Just saying. I'm not saying eat nothing moldy, but all I'm saying is, mm-hmm. is that we get so prideful in those situations and we forget where we come from. And that's why I honor my wife. That's why I honor you because you two know what it's like to live. Like you got to go and cart water to bathe and all this stuff. See, we don't know we don't know that type of life here in the US. We're spoiled. We don't know about that. We don't have running water. We got to pitch water and boil water. All this stuff we don't know nothing about. 
But see, you been a, you grew up and, and you seen it. As you grew up, you were around the different towns and you saw the different people doing these things. And people made shacks their home. That's how it was. And I learned a great yeah, and I learned a great deal about living on the islands and understanding that not all everything you see on TV, you see all the resorts and stuff, but nobody shows you the other side of it. And the people that are actually keeping the places looking nice, they got to go home to a shack and they got three kids and a husband or a wife at home. But they go to this five-star hotel where uh, where us here in the U.S. go fly down and have fun in the tropical water and woo-woo-woo. But then we don't realize the other side of the fence. And see, we've got so insensitive that we don't realize that God is doing some things in us. And when he calls us to do a thing like you're doing, it is tremendously big and it's an impact. That you're having on a community where they got to go 20 miles just to find assistance? That's nonsense. And, you know, and, and that's very and disheartening. That's the, yes. So what do you do? So, in the, you know, this is where, where we, we fall here in the area, too, because we're surrounded by mega churches. And, uh oh, I'm getting in trouble. We're surrounded by <laughs> these folks. You know, we, we, we get we got the mega churches that feed the five thousand every year and you stay in in a line for hours just to hope to get a box from Walmart. I mean, come on. And then after that so, box, then what? Exactly. Exactly. And this is my thing. We don't even do that anymore. Everybody's so worrying about putting a Starbucks in their church. Uh oh. Instead and ATM machines instead of making mm-hmm. sure you have a separate building to build, and these people they can build, they can knock, they can buy uh, condemned homes, knock them down, make them temporary shelters for homeless. See, this is big ideas, but if you have the resources to do it, I don't understand why we got homeless people just right up the block from your mega church. They all surrounding the area, but yet you drive in your personally chauffeured car, drive right past them and don't even do nothing. That's what that's what gets under my skin. So anyway, I I'm 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 gonna stop because we we just gonna get in trouble. And this ain't about this ain't about bashing nobody by no means. <laughs> but I'm I'm trying to understand, you know, because when you have uh, ministries like yourself, you guys are out there b- doing it. You guys are grinding. You're going on Facebook, raising money, all this stuff. You're doing all these things that these churches should be doing already. Yeah, I said it because, oh, well, well, it's, it's the pandemic now, so we ain't getting the funds that we used to get. Well, don't you have books? Don't you have TV? Don't you have? Don't you get paid from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram? Because you got five thousand people watching you every time you're on the broadcast. I mean, come on, man, stop playing. Y'all should have. I definitely think that we should <laughs> even just show them, show them more love, even. Exactly. Like, like we said, like it's already they have already decided that they're not going to. To have a building for the homeless, but at the very least, at the very least, show them love. Amen, and I agree. Well, 
I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get off my soapbox and uh, we go. We I'm quite sure the family wants to know again how they can get in touch with you, how they can donate to this worthy cause. So can you please give the family all your social media handles, how they can donate to you, and all that stuff. You have the floor. Yes. And I'm so happy before I say that, that you had mentioned build and building because we are believing God for a building right now. Uh, because right now I'm using like the spare bedroom in my home, my mm-hmm. actual house to store everything for the nonprofit because we're out of our home. And I'm 27 years old and I work for the state of Florida. <laughs> so I don't have a million dollars saved up to buy a building or to rent a building every month. So we are definitely believing God for a building right now, even if it's a room, like it is what it is, someplace for them to come, get food and shower. Like I'm okay with that. So we're definitely believing God for that right now. Um, I just want to put that out there. Uh, but as far as following us on social media to see the things that we're doing and to see, um, you know, announcements for future events and fundraisers that we have going on, the name of the Facebook page is Heart of Martha Effort, the yellow symbol of a house with a heart in the center, so you know you have the right page. Um, I commented it underneath uh, the the Facebook share of this Facebook interview uh, so that it could be easily found. So it's Heart yeah. of Martha Effort Incorporated. And then on that page is a link to the fundraiser, which... So far, we have $150 of $600 um, fundraised for the Christmas blessing bag. Um, mm. So we're hoping to get to that $600 goal, hopefully by um, the weekend before Christmas, so that we can go to uh, the stores to get the supplies to, to fill these bags. And um, if you're unable to donate money, and just remember that no donation is too small. Like I'm talking, if you donate 50 cents, who will be happy for 50 cents because you just, you know, help buy a pair of socks, you know, things like that that we take for granted that they don't have or that they need new of, you know, often because a pair of socks only lasts so long. So that's why, you know, we sometimes ask for repeat items because they need these items again. You know, we asked for socks last month, but, well, we need socks again this month. Because they don't get to go to the laundry, you know, to wash their clothes. They don't have laundry bins. They don't have place to to store. All of these things that we don't think of, they don't have a place to to store their stuff. They walk around with whatever they could fit in a backpack. That's another thing that we, you know, get frequently, our backpacks for them. Because after shoving so much stuff in a backpack, after two, three, four months, that backpack mm-hmm. is, is the zippers busting. It's, you know, it's got a hole from them, you know, using the backpack as a pillow because they're sleeping on the ground. Um, you know, that's the things. Those are the things that we want you to think of uh, when you donate to an organization like this one. Because I don't profit off of the, the nonprofit. I mean, it's a nonprofit and I'm allowed mm-hmm. to pay myself, but I have not. Exactly. Um, because all of the money that we get, if we need, we need the money to buy the supplies that we need to hand out to them, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And we like to give them, you know, healthy snacks. And Christmas is coming up, so of course you want to throw some little Christmas candies in there, you know, just because sometimes it's okay to 
to have a little fun, you know, and it's Christmas and we want to spread Christmas cheer more than anything. And, the, you know, we're going out on Christmas Eve and we want them to see that, you know, we should probably be with our families, but they are so important to me that I am going out on Christmas Eve. Um, I'm actually leaving work early. I've already requested time to leave work early to hand these bags out to them. And if I were in that predicament and somebody came to me on Christmas Eve to just give me something to spread Christmas cheer to just make my day better because I can't imagine what, that's my favorite holiday. I can't imagine not spending it with family, you know, and it may not hold the same significance to them, um, but I'm pretty sure it will impact some people that, you know, we want to spread that just, uh, just that Christmas joy to them. But when I say those are the things that we want you to think of, um, sometimes these people, these folks, they don't know where they're going to sleep, you know, a lot of us don't have to, to even think about where we're going to sleep. We're going to sleep in our bedrooms, right? Where are you going to yeah. sleep tonight? In your bedroom. Where am I going exactly. to sleep tonight? In my bedroom. Exactly. <laughs> but I, we don't even think about that. They have to worry about where they're going to sleep, and they have to worry about how long they're going to sleep before either somebody starts stealing their stuff or before somebody wakes them up and says, hey, you can't sleep here. You know, that has to also cause a great deal of emotional turmoil because you can't even get a good night's sleep without somebody either taking your stuff or or someone waking you up to say, hey, you have to move. You can't sleep here. So exactly. while we don't have a shelter yet, you know, if it is in God's plan for us to open up a shelter, for me to leave my job and open a shelter for them, then I will be obedient and I will do so. But in the meantime, um, I'm doing what I can and we are doing so with love. We're doing so with selflessness. We're, we're doing so with passion. Um, so they know that we're just not an organization that's just giving them stuff just to give them stuff, you know, not to post pictures on Facebook. And that's not why we're doing them. We, we're doing it. We want them to have a sense of, of purpose, you know, because if we could give them a little bit of hope, this little bit of hope could graduate to a lot of hope. You know, That's it right. could make a difference. You know, it could, they could feel like they have purpose and it could help them go further. Just, it could give them the extra push that they, that they needed. You know, we don't know what kind of impact we're having, um, but we, we do it and just pray that we are having impact. And every time we interact with them, like they are, listen, these are some of the most humble people I've ever met. They're always so so grateful they never like ask for more or a ton of you know like they, they never make unreasonable requests ever so far at least i have not had any of them ask for anything unreasonable um but we we do this to give them hope and to show them love that they're probably not getting from anywhere else exactly exactly well before we go you have any shout outs you like to give to the family uh, your Facebook listeners, you have the floor with that. Just show them some love So before we get out of here today. Well, shout out to you guys first for inviting me here um, to allow yes, me ma'am. to speak about Heart of Martha because this is my first time actually like speaking to a platform for other people to hear, you know, what we're about. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, I always like to give a shout out to Eminent Center of Excellence, who's also in Florida. Um, that's the business that helped me 
start the nonprofit, and she was really so important in in the birth of this nonprofit. You know, like I had the ideas, but she helped them come to life because when it came to, I didn't go to school for business. I didn't, I didn't know the last thing about running a business. And, you know, that used to scare me because, you know, people might think, oh, you know, she doesn't know anything about business. But I knew that my heart was in the right place. I knew that this is something that God wanted me to go after, so I did it. And at this point, I'm no longer concerned about, you know, what people think about my, you know, how I run the business. Because I feel like, you know, at least from the feedback we've gotten and the joy that we bring to some of these people, um, I feel like that is, you know, enough. That brings me joy. And as long as we're bringing joy and hope to other people, then I I think we're doing a good job. Um, And then, of course, my Facebook followers, the people who have donated. Oh, my goodness. There are people who have ordered cookies like seven and eight times um, (laughs) just to, you know, both help the the nonprofit and to satisfy their sweet craving. Um, I've stopped baking. Like I take side orders, but I have since stopped baking because it was, um, it was a lot because I, I work full time. I have a almost two year old daughter, you know, wow. and so yeah, I still have to attend to my family. So it's been hard to juggle, you know, family, the nonprofit and my job. Uh, but like I said, when, when God puts something on your heart, you execute, you're obedient. Um, but definitely my family who has been so supportive and my Facebook um, followers who have followed both the Heart of Martha page. And I've had strangers order cookies and I've had strangers make donations. And that to me says that they believe in my vision, you know, and they trust that what I'm doing, you know, they trust my cause and they trust that I'm going to use the funds appropriately. And I always post pictures of like the bags that we have prepped um, so that people know how their funds are being used. If people send me money directly, like I always show them a screenshot of the, you know, what I ordered from our, we have an Amazon wish list. It's also on the Heart of Martha page. Uh, we also have an in- Instagram. Um, oh, wow. It's the name of the Instagram is Heart of Martha. <laughs> so it's yeah. very, also very easy to find. It's the same symbol. And the Amazon wish list link is on the top of the Instagram. Um, so those are always things that we need. Like we like to provide them with hand sanitizer and Um, Believe it or not, they always need things like baby wipes. Um, But definitely my biggest driving force was my Facebook friends who have really um, stepped in to help with the donations and spreading of the word, um, you know, of of events that we're having or fundraisers that we're hosting. So I really just want to say thank you. And most definitely the best for last. Thank God, because if he didn't put this vision on my heart, like I... I don't know where I where this nonprofit would be if I didn't have God at the center of it, and if I didn't pray to Him as often as I did, you know, for the success of the nonprofit. And when I say success, I mean success to me is the joy that you know they feel when they get clothes and when they get food and when they get you know the bags with the toiletries and the snacks. That's success to me. That you know, I never wanted to be famous or. You know, because I feel like that takes away from the purpose of the organization. You know, I don't want, I'm the face that they see, you know, when I hand out these things, but I don't want, um, I don't want to be 
to to I don't want to be recognized for this nonprofit because I'm not doing it for the recognition, you know. When people see Heart of Martha, I just want them to see the people that they're helping. I don't want them to see me. So um, certainly, yes, thanks to, to everyone who has been uh, a force behind of us. Like we, we, we could not do it. I could not do it without the help of, of friends and family and even strangers. I, I could not do it on my own at all. My goodness, I don't make enough money to have done this on my own. So thank you so much to everyone who has helped out. And we really are trying to meet our goal. So that fundraiser is on the Heart of Martha effort page um, if you'd like to check it out. And I can't emphasize enough, no donation is too small. We really just want to spread joy to them um, this Christmas season. Well. We definitely will be in, of course, my wife will be in touch in regards to that because the Psalmist Voice Radio Network is going to help home achieve this goal. So y'all going to see promos on the website. You're going to see Heart of Martha on the website. So you can just go to www.tpvradionetwork.com. You'll see more information as it comes, but we're definitely excited, and we thank you so very much for coming on the show. And before I go, I want to pray with you because you shared something with me off air, and I just want to pray with you uh, and your family before we get out of here on today. So eternal God, our Father, we thank you and praise you for everything that you have done. We lift up Marissa and her family to you. We pray that you continue to strengthen them, keep them in this time and in this season of of uncertainty. We lift up Heart of Martha effort to you, Father. We continue to ask that you do the supernatural work that's required to do a supernatural thing in the lives of these homeless men and women that are out here. I ask for double strength, double faith, double anointing. In her life right now, Father, and her husband, and Lord, we pray that you continue to watch over her as you do the supernatural in her life, even right now. We pray that anything that's coming against her right now will not be able to prosper, that she can use what it is to continue to give you glory in everything that she does. We lift her up right now. We give her the strength. We give her the Holy Ghost power, not in my own voice, but in your spirit, Father. Give her the strength that she needs. Give her everything that she needs during the time, the process of healing, restoration. Father, give her the rest. Heal her voice. Heal her mind. Heal her body. Cover her husband. Cover her child. Cover the household. Give them the angel's wings of mercy right now as we speak. We pray all these things in Jesus Christ's most awesome and matchless name. Amen. Amen. Oh, man. See, uh, see, this is the biggest part of this is the joy I get when I'm able to minister to others in spite of what's going on. We understand we're presenting the the show but just being able to have a time to minister just like when you have that time to minister even when you ain't feeling so good even when you tired 
and then you got to go home to almost a two-year-old. We got the T-shirt and hat. <laughs> no, I know how that feels. I mean, ours is four now, but she's still giving us a run for our money. So I know how yes. it feels. But, you know, I, I definitely praise God for you. I thank you so much for coming on. This was this was fun, and I hope, family, you yeah. catch the rebroadcast because it's going to be on her page as well. So y'all can look out for that. For everybody that missed the live broadcast, you can listen to it on www.tpvradio.com. You can also listen to us uh, also on blocktalkradio.com forward slash tpvradio. You can subscribe to the website or you can subscribe to Block Talk Radio, either or. You can download this show off the website for free. This is what I'm saying. So we ain't charging you for it. So get it, share it, tell Pookie, tell JJ, tell all of them that we have <laughs> Miss Maritza Ruiz of Heart of Martha Effort in the building, and we're going to be a major part of this because we believe in what you're doing. And like we tell everybody when they go on the show, you're family, so we're going to definitely check on you, make sure you're okay. We ain't going to Facebook stalk you or nothing like that, but we're going to make sure you're okay. <laughs> we're going to send you a message every now and then, making sure if you don't need prayer. But we're always available because all of us need prayer. All of us need encouragement from time to time, and it was so honored to get to know you, and we we definitely – We'll love to get to know you more off air and have some more fun, and then we'll have somewhere to go. Hopefully, when they lift this uh, coronavirus nonsense, we'll have somewhere to go to go visit. Just saying. And we can do a live yeah. broadcast right from the new facility of Heart of Martha Effort in Florida. What's good? <laughs> <laughs> well, family, it's about that time. Yeah, it's about that time to go because I know – she has other things she needs to attend to, but we appreciate her for coming on the show. So, again, family, check Facebook. Like our page, the Thomas Voice Radio Network page. You'll see all of her information on there as well. So, family, we are excited. We got something to do for the holidays to help our sister get the goal reached, and that's exactly what we're going to do. So, family, I love you, and always remember – you are more than you think and greater than you heard. And when you see the psalmist's voice, when you see part of Martha effort in the hood, at the homeless shelters, getting it in, at Walmart, getting all the shopping, all the toiletries, getting it in for the kingdom of God, because that's what we do. Walk with us, family. Let's go. We'll see you next time for an exciting episode of The Thomas Voice Presents. I'm done. We love you, family, and we're going to go out with unspoken human condition. We love you. We'll see you next time. Fake my confidence and put it on like armor. Five foot nine, so I try to stand a little taller. To measure up, I gotta work a little harder. It's the human condition. I do it all to make it perfect for the picture. Pretty smile, let me find the perfect filter. If they believe it, maybe I believe it with them. 
That's the human condition. Lord, help me. I'm so tired of pretending I can hold it together when I know that I can. Lord, show me. I don't have to be worthy. It's because of your mercy. You love me. You love me just as I am. Central Texas. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. 